Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. And today is a very special day. I am joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up? What up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And today we're embarking upon a project which uh, uh, came came to me in a dream. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was I was laying in bed at night and I was like, uh, I'm bored as fuck. Can't sleep. How about I type out? My top twenty-five favorite Star Wars characters, and I started typing it, and I got, I got to like, I got to twenty-five, and I, I kept going, I kept typing it out, and I was like, oh shit, okay, now I'm at eighty-seven. Might as well go ahead and throw another thirteen on here, and let's do a top one hundred Star Wars characters. Now, this is not in terms of what is the best character necessarily, uh, who has, who's been the best written. It's entirely subjective, and entirely based on who you favor. Uh, what characters are hitting you in the right spots um and so many so that i actually had to eliminate some from a top 100 which is absolutely absurd uh mm. i i can't believe that i ended up coming to that but yeah when you came to me at about a is a good probably around like 130 in the morning yeah. you were like uh hit me with this idea and i was just like Yes, I was doing nothing else. Like I was scouring to find something to do. And then you were like, all right, top 100 Star Wars characters, go. And I was like, yeah, okay. I get going and the first 60 people just go down like effortlessly. And then I realized like doing this at two in the morning, you know, like, damn, like I love me some Star Wars. If I can just sit in bed and just... 60 p. I don't even know if I can list out 60 people in my real life, like <laughs> that quickly. You know, I don't know right. if I could do that for my real life human people, but uh, I sure as hell could do it for Star Wars. Oh, I could too, and like I'm very excited about this. We're gonna work our way up from 100 up to one, and uh, we're gonna play it by ear. This might be 100 through 76, might be 100 through 51. Don't know. We're we're but it won't be the entire thing in this episode probably not anyway but uh i say we kick it off with our with our hundreds our hundred mm. spots um and uh I, i'll go first i have the mayor's major domo uh, <laughs> as as he appeared ah, in the book of boba fett the major domo a head joke just waiting to happen at every turn i don't at know why every turn. and like just i mean even with this finale he kind of like uh not redeemed himself in any way. Like he's still very hateable in every way. It just but, became uh, clear that it's not like he's not really about any like he wasn't loyal to who he was <laughs> serving or anything. He was just like he was just like doing his job. He went to school, got his major and whatever the fuck he got his major in, found a job where his major applied and he went ahead and did it. Uh, which is hilarious. What because you know, like as he's explaining it, he's like, Well, I majored in uh in uh 
negotiation tactics or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love when Bobo was like, all right, go out there before I change my mind. And then <laughs> I truly think that this character stemmed from just that moment. They needed someone to go out and, and tell, um, like the Pikes that Boba wasn't about it. I, I think they just needed someone, not Boba and not Din, so they could have him fly out like they did, basically. God, um, that was a fucking fantastic scene. But, but, you know, and now I officially shift to the mayor's major domo with Pelimoto as well. Oh, so 100%. Give me, a, yeah. give me a sitcom on Tatooine where the major domo and Peli are just <laughs> running the shit with their droids. There's one. Pelimoto. Um, God dang it. Um, But... Yeah, they, uh, that immediate, like, we don't have time for this, like, wasn't, like, just a sign of, like, well, they're coming back up. Like, uh, Hmm. uh, oh, they're coming back up. Like, this is going to be pretty cute. Um, And I would just love if Peli turns into, like, the babysitter for Grogu, you know, because, like, who else does he trust, you know, really with Grogu? It Like, there's not many people that he trusts with Grogu and, uh, but... It'd be so funny if they become like Grogu's godparents, basically. Like, you know, he's just, um, or like aunt and uncle, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, you know, just whatever. But uh, I just need a filmed in front of a live studio audience, Major Domo and Pelis. <laughs> oh, but the Major Domo is a perfect 100. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you got to make the 100 special. It's like, you know, this isn't the most important character in the world to me. I do favor him over some other characters, though, <laughs> as I had to eliminate a few, including uh, Max Rebo. Ended up ended up bumping Max Rebo off the list for Major Domo here. Uh, rest in peace. Rest um, in peace to my guy. I hope he's not dead. Hope that man comes back. Uh, maybe he'll not. come back around. No way they give him an off-screen death. No way. No, no way. That's Max Rebo. I'll get to this more. I'll get more to that topic <laughs> later. Uh, you go. You go on ahead with your hundred though. Mine was the mayor's Major Domo. Numero hundred. We got Babu Frick. <laughs> Babu um, Frick. Yeah, I was a. Uh, so I actually struggled to get to 100, unlike you. I got to around 87 or something like that. Mm. Um, and then I really had to start uh, kind of Reaching. thinking and looking up, you know, characters that I was forgetting. But I think uh, Bobu Frick's just like a perfect 100 character. Um, oh, yeah. It's a character that you remember. But, uh, you know, he has four lines, maybe total. Um and those four lines, or the couple seconds he's on screen, you remember that, dude. You know, like, it's Babu Frick. Yeah, like, it's Babu Frick. You have a Name super Babu emotional Frick. moment of C-3PO about to get wiped completely. Died, memory, go, like. <laughs> and then you just have this Babu Frick thing. <laughs> Whatever it is. Um, oh, legendary is what it yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> and And with that, my 99 is Babu Frick. That's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah, perfect. My 99 was Babu Frick. Absolutely love Babu, Babu Frick. One of my favorite characters from The Rise of Skywalker. I've got I've got my own little, like, the plush thing where his head is, like, the, the hard plastic. <laughs> I've got that up in my room. He was uh, one of my tree toppers this year for Christmas. Uh, Babu Frick, a legend. I love Babu Frick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess my, uh, my 99 and 98 kind of work as a pair. Uh, I got uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Um, Aunt Beru above Uncle Owen uh, specifically. Uncle Owen was a, a dream crusher, a uh, just a farmer. You know, he's just stuck in his in his ways. But yeah. uh, Aunt Beru, she she knew what was up. You know, she, she knew, knew what, what would become a Luke. Yeah, she she knew what was up. Um, Loved yeah, Aunt Beru. 
Loved Aunt Maru. The women in the Skywalker's lives criminally underrated. Uh, Shmi, mm. who, who I will bring up later. Um, mm-hmm. But Aunt Maru, integral, and Luke becoming the man he becomes, I have to assume, given that he grew up with Owen and Beru, and Owen fucking sucked. Um, I gotta guess get Aunt Beru was very Owen. important in that. Mm. Oh yeah, she seemed just like a... She seemed like a sweetheart. She seemed so like so a kind. Leia, like a pet. Yeah, basically just like a Skywalker woman. Like they're all just independent, very strong. You know, voice. Like, I guess not. Like, they're above. They they're like a cut above, and they yeah. know it, and they yeah. know it too. Like they know. Like Aunt Beru, she knows. I'll that, never like, for, Luke's I'll never forget. To to I'll never forget Aunt Beru's jean jacket, her jean shirt, in a galaxy far, far away. Their kitchen, hey, their kitchen in A New Hope looks just like a fucking normal kitchen. It's the funniest shit to me every blue time. Milk, but they gotta add blue milk, though. You gotta know. have you gotta blue milk. It's, it's the only thing you need to switch up there. It's you the can actually live thing. there. You can go there and stay there. Um, yeah, you could. It's a legitimate hotel, basically, that you can pay for. A little visit, little visit spot. Mm-hmm. You can, a little tourism spot. I watched Ewan McGregor visit it once in one of his documentaries in uh, which he was... Mm-hmm traversing continents and his fu- on his fucking motorcycle the legend mm. what a god i love him <laughs> but uh yeah aunt Beru, legend perfect perfect 99 perfect nine or was that your 98 98 uncle owen 99 mm-hmm. uh, i see i see all right so my 98 then uh i got gonky mm. from the bad batch i love that little gonky yo i mean okay. the fact that they built him up the whole season Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they were like you, you got you got him being uh just the every man for the Bad Batch crew always there for them. Wreckers using him as a fucking weight. Uh, mm-hmm. Omega's best <laughs> friends with him. He's the def- he's he's the, the only defective gonk the droid defective like in the universe. Droid. Mm-hmm. And they they plug him in there for his hero's moment at the end of the season. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, I fucking love it. So Gonky comes in here at my ninety eight. That's an that's an amazing pick. I I didn't even think of him. I'm not like mad that I didn't include him, no. but I am kind of now. Um, <laughs> that like that's just a that what like how can they create a universe in which we can care about a battery? And that, that's all that droid is like. Pretty much Gone. a charger. He's yeah. a charger, a portable charger. We care about that guy, you know. Giant power pack. Like, can you imagine seeing that guy like blow up? Like we'd be like, I'd be heartbroken if be Gonky like, died. No, yeah, like, and that's a droid. <laughs> like, oh, wow, Star Wars is something else if they can get you to care about a Gonk droid. Um, but, wow, yeah, my uh, my uh, ninety-seven. Sure. If I'm pronouncing this correctly, Shion from uh, Episode Six of The Mandalorian: The Prisoner. Oh, the uh, Twi'lek. The Twi'lek, yes. That uh, Mando might have had some romantic pasts with, possibly. I want some more of that, huh? Mm-hmm. Give me, give me some more information on on his his old life. I mean, I do love who he's become, obviously. Um, and those stories are vastly more interesting. But uh, I, I, I am curious. What was this dude like when he was the was seemingly a cold-hearted bounty hunter of some sort you know i think uh like boba and din are criminally similar in the fact that we don't know anything about their past lives but we love the person that they become Mm. 
and Boba, his reputation was, don't mess with him, he'll kill you, he's murderous, he's crazy. The only things we've really gotten for Din is that he's a ladies' man. That he, man fucks. Yeah, Din uh, fucks. Not so, just, like, and not <laughs> just I, I, have, I have the suspicion, not just ladies. Um, he's a, he's a fucking <laughs> I think man. this man's yeah, got fucking to give. And I don't a, think he, I don't think he cares where. Um, this is but, the uh, way. Yeah, yeah was... but Shion, a great choice. I mean, she was she was electric in that episode of The Mandalorian. Mm. I mean, I can't. I hope she comes back around somehow. You know, all of them ended up in a New Republic prison cell, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the New Republic doesn't last forever. So, um, who knows? You know, Mayfeld ended up somewhere out in the universe, and he's free now. So mm-hmm. maybe he'll go free him. Maybe, maybe so, and we see them reunite. I'd, I. I'd be interested to see, but Shion, that's a great choice. That was your 97. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. My 97 is Quarsh Panaka, who was the, uh, the lead Royal guard for Padme Amidala. Mm, ah, and Menace. Okay. Uh, I played as him all the time in Lego star Wars. There um, you go, buddy. And that's one of the top reasons because I absolutely loved being Quartz Panaka in Lego Star Wars. His gun was um, different. Yeah, his like oh. his gun hit like it I swear there's a mission where you have to hit these four targets that are super high up and you have to shoot them like as you're going up this like thing. Mm, and yeah. I swear I couldn't hit him with like anyone else. His gun just felt more accurate for Dude, me. His um, was nasty. His was nasty. But th- 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 that being part of the reason. I also reading uh uh the Queen's Shadow right now, uh, the book about Padme Amidala and her handmaidens. Mm. Uh, it, it has become a trilogy of books. I can't wait to read the next two as well. Uh, I'm assuming he'd be a bigger part of the second one, given it's a prequel to The Queen's Shadow. Uh, but The Phantom Menace is towards the end of his time as the Royal Guard of Naboo. Like, he's about to retire. Uh, but even so, he is loyal to Padme all the way to the end. Whenever she... Uh, whenever she finishes her term as queen, she's asked to join the Senate um, by the new queen. And uh, Panaka's like, hey, you want, I was going to retire. I will ride for you. I will go and go to Coruscant with you. And ultimately, she dismisses him of his duty, and he's able to retire mm. and live out his That's live a dude, out his days. Oh, yeah, it's it's outstanding. I love I love that that specific trope, the the the. And it's not; it hasn't been done a lot, but like, like a true ride or die, true ride like, or die. Who, who, like, he is beneath her in terms of power and status and in everything, and even so, he is vastly more protective of her than she is of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he cares about her is completely different than the way she cares about him, and it's just like, and, and it's just a really cool really cool character i think and i'd like to i'd like some more Korsh panaka content hmm. that was a good uh good one to bring up yeah whenever you first mentioned uh the name there's no way i could have told you but yeah yeah Korsh is, a, is yeah. a hell of a name definitely a great character my uh my 96 takes a little fourth wall break i guess um it's dave filoni um just as you know the the pilot that appeared in the Mandalorian. Um, yes, I believe he was a uh, wolf was his name. Mm. Uh, Technically a character. Um, you know, I got it. I at least got to throw him in here for, for, for what he's done. Um, uh, oh, that's who it was. His partner, Carson Tiva, 
That's who I couldn't think of after we changed the subject for a mm. second. I was like, who was I about to put on my fucking list? So, honorable mention for me, Carson Teva, uh, played by Ho- Paul Seung Lee. Uh, he's absolutely fucking hilarious, and mm. uh, his character is is fantastic. I hope to see. I hope to didn't see even more. think. I guess John Favreau could technically go on here too. Yeah, it's um, like uh, Paz Vizsla. I guess honorable mention uh, to John Favreau as uh, the fucking uh, pre Vizsla too in the Clone Wars. I uh, um, be mentioning him later. Ah, uh, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but yeah, with that, with that, if you're if you're done there, I know, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I mean, we all know Dave Filoni. Yeah, that Dave. was just, that we was just Dave. Yeah, we, we gotta know Dave. Uh, ninety six for me, Sid, uh, from the Bad Batch, uh, mm. hosts that uh, that little cantina on uh, Ord Mantel. Mm-hmm. I, uh, mm. I think she was. I think she was awesome. I think. Uh, I mean, I got like there was a point in the Bad Batch where I was like, we're spending a little too much time with Sid. I think, but. uh you know, ultimately she comes around when it comes to her relationship with Omega and stuff. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll accept it. She's, she's cool, you know? And, uh, uh, I, I don't have much else to say about Sid, but I think it's awesome that her and Omega hit it off so strong, pretty quick. And Omega saw through her kind of not facade because she was, she's absolutely the way she presents herself. She just happened to be a little softer for Omega, which was, uh, I was, uh, I was thinking about Bad Batch the other day. Uh, because this whole Obi-Wan coming out on the 25th, and now what's May 4th, and could mm-hmm. it be Bad Batch? You know, could they do it every year? And I was like, you know, I wonder how many seasons they really are planning for this show. And if, like, Sid will be a, like, you know, kind of like a Hondo of uh, mm. the Clone Wars. You know, kind of a a lovable, you know, that they just come back to, you know, all the time. And it, it's always, like, fun and and uh, like cute interactions between between characters, and I think Sid kind of fits like that Fulfills bill for that. for uh, for Bad Batch. I um, think she's just an ideal side character, you mm-hmm. know, like as Hondo Onaka was to the Clone Wars, and later on a little bit in Rebels too. Like she she really is just that reliable like need a job, you know, and like, like yeah, like, like uh, who mm-hmm. provides some comedic commentary, calls the characters funny names, calls mm-hmm. tech goggles and shit. Like that's funny stuff, and. uh in a Star Wars children's show, I love that. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I, fucks, I fucks with Sid. That's my 96. It's a good one. Um, my 95 is Nala Say. Ah, um, she was once my 95, eventually ah, replaced. Yeah, wow, look at that. But I gotta gotta give some love to the uh, the Kaminoans. Um, she did, you know, keep Order 66 a secret and all, but like, can't blame her. Um, Palpatine and like probably under Sith threat of some like, sort of death. You know, Empire. Yeah. Understandable, um, right? But uh, you know, she did. She did all she could. You know, she was always on our side, um, pretty much. And uh, she saved Omega. Yeah, gotta. I, I love me some Nalase. Um, Nalase is so. a good choice, and she 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 was once upon a time on my list as well. I think uh, I wanted to give some love to the Kaminoans. I ended up going with a, a, a peripherally related uh, note there for the Kaminoans, but uh, yeah, Nalase, fucking fantastic choice I, lo- I love her and the way and specifically for that moment where she she saves omega in the premiere of the bad batch i love i love mm-hmm. that because i love omega um but yeah that's a that's a fucking good one and i'll say i'll say mm-hmm. and uh with that i'll go to my peripherally related character in my 95 uh also appears in attack of the clones and introduces to us the idea of the kaminoans mm. uh dex 
Hello, Perfect. Dex. Perfect. Um, oh, yes. The cloners on Camino. <laughs> Yeah, I love this dude. Uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, definitely one of my favorite side characters in all of Star Wars. I mean, like, I don't think there's anyone on my list who has less screen time, uh, technically. Um, he's he's absolutely fantastic. Um, he knows he knows all about that dart, you know. Oh, that, this uh, here's a Camino saber dart mm-hmm. made hey, by them cloners. On he's Camino. a the dude that just knows things. Um. <laughs> I, I uh, runs a diner. That was a pretty. Uh, oh, it's a dope ass fifties diner. That, yeah, like what a cool like part. I don't know that you usually forget about. Like in like it, before you brought that up, like I completely forgot that Obi Wan just goes to a diner, finds out where this assassin dart comes from, and that's how right. he finds out. Like, whoa, what a cool little storyline there. Like, yeah, you and know, and it's it's and I, I my favorite part about the scene is when uh Dex is like. Obi Wan, and uh, <laughs> and if the pan back to Kenobi, the next time you watch Attack of the Clones, just like I urge you, urge you to pay attention to his body language because he is so happy to see Dex. Like he is, he's, he like grabs, he like kind of grabs his stomach and leans back, like hello, Dex. He like he like giggles. It's funny. I love it. But uh, he's such a oh, dad, yeah. Dex. <laughs> uh, that's my ninety-five. He's fucking awesome. I love that dude. Going up to ninety four, have uh have Bendu. The Bendu. Uh, I guess was he completely neutral at the end? I don't know. Hard it's um, hard to say. But it's hard to say. Concept of this character. I I just um whenever he first came up in Rebels, I was like, This is a character I can get behind. This is like such a cool concept for Star Wars. Right. Basically a gray Jedi. You know the clo- one of the closest things we have to a gray Jedi, um, maybe Ahsoka is is becoming you know closer and closer to that. But but I think I thought Bindu was super cool, like super powerful, um, mm. and you know taught Kanan a lot of valuable lessons. You know taught him like through being blind, right? Um, which is amazing, and uh, you know in, involved kinda... in a lot of holocron business. Uh, I don't know. He just was involved in a lot of cool things. Bendu was indeed, indeed. Um, uh, this is an early contender contender for our largest difference. Mm, um, interesting. Uh, I guess so. yeah. You know what? Like now that I I'm looking at like the people who are above him, um, th- he was just kind of someone who I didn't think about and kind of finished my list off with. Gotcha. Um, but no, yeah. That's what's funny. Is like I'd actually forgotten him altogether. Uh, he was what caused Max Rebo to get bumped oh, all the way down. Oh no! Um, yeah, that, it, uh, it was it was truly Bendu's fault for Max <laughs> Rebo not appearing here. Rightfully uh, so, though I think. Uh, oh, certainly, no, I take I Bendu mean, over Max Rebo. Max Rebo, out. legend though, legend, legend. Though. But Bendu's Bendu. Like, Bendu's the Bendu. Dude, unleash the, the wrath um, onto onto Thrawn. So. I mean, onto everybody. Actually, I, I guess it was kind of neutral. He did just kind of unleash. He like, said, "Fuck you." He said, "Send that shit." I'm pissed. Like this is my home. I was chill. I was sleepy. <laughs> I found a planet that no one cared about, and look what you did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, love me some uh, Bendu. Outstanding, outstanding Bendu. Fucking great choice. Uh, my ninety-four is Mon Mothma. Uh, the, the rebellion, one of the founding members of the rebellion, and uh, later on the New Republic. I think uh, I think she makes some uh, 
she's a politician's politician, you know, so she's kind of, she is unlikable in that way, but she, uh, she had the right morals on her most of the time. She knew, uh, she knew what needed to be done. She was always on the right side of, uh, of history, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she, she serves as sort of a mentor to Padme and, uh, and her, and her time as a Senator and later on Leia as, as a member of the rebellion. So that's, I think that's really cool. So, uh, uh, Mon Mothma came in at my 94. Hmm. Surprise. This might be surprising. Have a, uh, the first Rogue One appearance. Ooh. Um, Cassian Andor. Um, and this is probably a big difference between us. This will, this is officially um, over the Bendu's difference. Uh, this is new biggest difference. So with Rogue One, it's probably my third favorite Star Wars movie ever. Hmm. Um, and seeing a character this low, like it does, you know, kind of hurt me a little bit. But I, I don't think I latch on to like the characters of Rogue One. It's like it's just the story. I guess it is kind of the characters because like at the end, it's like holy fuck. But it's kind of just what they're going through that right. I latch on to more. Of the I'm one hundred percent with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It definitely is more the story than it is the characters because, like, it took me, like, several watches of Rogue One before I could really remember who everyone even mm-hmm. was. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some there, – I mean, and this is some, just a very bad start. There characters. are some Rogue One characters that are up there. Like, I'm not saying that all of these Rogue One characters are, like, low. No, and I, 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 later on in my list, we'll reflect that. I do like the characters from Rogue One very much, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I can't understand why you'd say that. Like, it, it definitely did take me some, uh, took me some viewings before I really came to appreciate uh, Rogue One, and it, it, my perception of them kind of evolved when I stopped caring about. Uh, well, they die at the end, mm. you know, and like, and then I was Once like, you okay, know well, that yeah. they're still characters. Like, they're still characters, you know, and like we still got spinoff material with. Cassian Andor set before he dies. So that's that's interesting, you know? So I'm, I'm very excited about Andor. Uh, and Cassian Andor is a great choice. I have him. This is officially the biggest difference on the list. And can't imagine it's topped, um, given sure. where we are um, and where I have him. So it'll be, it'll be interesting, to be sure. So that was your 93? Yes, 93. Sorry, Cassian. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. Mm. It's a trap. It's a trap. Got it. Got to have yeah. him on there. Um, yeah, yeah, I had to. Uh, I thought. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm always fucking with the rebellion leaders, you know. Uh, so, Admiral Akbar had to make the list. Uh, I wanted his chair thing so oh, bad chair that, like, dope. whenever he could just watch the battle and like command from, like, oh, like when he like sits down and he turns around and like <laughs> they're ready to go. They're ready to just go ham. I love Admiral Akbar, dude, and. uh I mean, the character design of the Mon Cal's is really cool. I've always thought that's really dope. And Admiral Akbar's where that starts. So that's really dope. Uh, definitely a very innovative character design for a movie from 1983. Hmm. So, yes. Admiral Akbar. Of, uh, and there's, I like, uh, like some of these characters that we're mentioning, like, it's crazy that they're this low, but we could still talk like 30 minutes about like that. Yeah, one. right. Like we're seven characters. Like, like this uh, 100 through 76 <laughs> yeah. will definitely be an episode. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, just like a, a, a time check, which which is – it's crazy. Like I don't know. Just 
every everything we do with Star Wars, like each new Star Wars project, just I can like always talk about all of them. Yeah, it's crazy how much more. I don't know why I doubted it. As soon as we started, I was like, I could go on for minutes about each of these characters. Yeah. Why? Why did I kid myself? Um, I guess continuing, um, continuing with more Rogue One. Is yep. it Galen or Gallant? Galen. Um, okay, Galen. Uh, Galen Urso. Um, probably no. I don't know. Probably another big difference. I'm not sure, but no. uh, oh. Second closest difference yet. Hmm. Um, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, just another uh, cool character, you know, that um, just so happens, you know, to, to be in Rogue One uh, that mm-hmm. I, I attach to the story more rather than the characters. But, you know, it's kind of the same story with uh, with Cassian. Um, I, I, I love both of these characters. It's just I think I favor other characters more. I would I would rather hang out you know I, I that's kind of like uh what i asked myself is like um unless it was like what i want to spend time or like here. you know like darth maul like obviously darth maul not someone i really want to hang out with but he's still the pretty, story makes yeah, up for um, it there but i, I kind of asked myself a lot of those questions and um there's just like a lot more characters that i i think i would rather like hang out with but you know still a a Yo. cool dude so uh, love Galen or so. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to talk about him here in a little mm. bit. Uh, just, just a couple, couple spots from now, but, uh, my 92 is captain phasma. Mm. Uh, love Gwendolyn Christie. Uh, the actress who plays captain phasma. She was our Brienne of Tarth Brienne of and game of Thor, mm-hmm. uh, game of thorns, game of thrones. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm looking forward to eventually reading captain phasma's book that's centered around her phasma. Uh, I think that'll be really, really interesting and enhance her character a lot. And that battle in The Last Jedi, her versus Finn, epic. One of my favorite fights across the entire saga, across all Star that Wars was. media. I think it's I think it's awesome. And the fact that it's paralleled with, you know, Kylo and Rey fighting over the lightsaber and Admiral Haldo about to do the fucking uh Haldo maneuver. Uh like it's just a it's just a really impactful scene and Phasma is a big part of it. Uh Rebel Scum. Um, so that's scum, but, uh, rebel scum. Love that, that every time. Before Din, before Din came on screen, Din is like he is my favorite armor, favorite uh, like costume. One of my favorite costume designs, in, like all of Star Wars. I like yeah. just with the volume and like how they have all the reflections, no cameras, nothing. Like it's just beautiful. Like in every way, it's beautiful. Um, but Captain Phasma, like Oof. when she first popped up, I was like. Oh, like this is I didn't, so gas. No clone armor or like stormtrooper armor could look like this. Like uh, right. So, yeah, uh, she earned the name like Cap. Like you knew she was important. Like you knew, like just from oh, yeah. seeing her. Um, the guarantee. But I like how like she was almost too shiny, and I love like Din is like the perfect like balance in between like matte and like reflectiveness and like mm-hmm. everything. But but yeah, she uh definitely definitely sick and like a perfect casting to like Brienne of Tarth. Oh, like yeah, that brilliant. was like a, mm, yeah, that was perfect. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess sticking with the uh, the sequel trilogy, um, my ninety one is General Hux. Um, great choice. You know, I I uh I kind of liked that he ended up being the spy, you know, in the end and everything. You know, he's 
you know, kind of. And I and it wasn't because he fucked with the first order; is because he hated Kylo Ren, which yeah. is just, just funny. Like, it, I I think I hated him at first because I guess it's kind of like what you do with any comic relief. It's just kind of you don't really hate them, but it's like they're comic relief, so you blow them off as like a non-important character to care about. Well, I, and there, there's there's certainly reasons to have gripes with the the direction Hux's character ultimately takes because you know that speech he gives in the Force Awakens it makes you think oh this dude is a problem uh, like he is a, this dude's clearly a leader and people like I can't blame fascists for following him you know what I'm saying like uh but yeah that and was... then ultimately for him to like devolve into the point where he's just a sad dude who's gonna rat because he doesn't like kylo ren like all right but You're it ultimately up. does I, it ultimately I, is funny i can't hear you are you can you hear me can you, this you, is it, this is hot <laughs> i can hear you can you hear me uh, i think he's tooling with you sir yeah a lot of uh i don't know there's like in Star Wars, there's so many things that, like, you can critique and be like, why do they do it this way? Whatever. Like, you know, in that, that scene that we're just talking about, bombers in zero gravity. You know, like, yeah, if you think about it for too long, sure, some things aren't going to make sense. It's a fictional universe. They have ships that can go in light speed, and you're not going to drop a bomb. Like, you're not, you don't think they can have some magnets that force some bombs downwards, you know? Right. Like, come on. You know, they can literally travel faster than light so uh i don't know i think uh like ever since i've i kind of used to be that way with star wars like i wanted it to be authentic and i wanted like you know it to go by the code and like never break any rules but then like it's just not what it's about like it's entertainment it's you know an escape and i don't want to fall back in to my human brain when i'm in star wars galaxy you know (laughs) i want to stay in star wars so um, no, I feel that. I feel that. Not yeah, and it's certainly easy to to fall into that though. You know, there are moments where you're like, "Wow, that is hard to believe." Um, <laughs> but but then sometimes you just got to go. It's Star Wars. It's for eight year olds. Um, like I I've loved this since I was five. There's got to be a reason that I liked it when I was five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I uh, I I I think that's a great choice. Hux was that your ninety one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, with the, with my ninety one, we get our first solo character. Mm. I have Val here. She was uh, uh played by Thandiway Newton, and ultimately is the first uh, sacrifice we see mm-hmm. in uh in that first uh, mm-hmm. uh train heist where they're trying to steal the coaxium, uh, and they're they're ambushed by the the marauders. But uh. Val, I think she was dope. I think her and Woody Harrelson's chemistry was electric, and I think that uh, I think they did her kind of dirty, kind of shitty. That you know, first first black woman we're really seeing in Star Wars, and they're like, we're we're gonna kill her forty five minutes into the movie. I think that kind of sucked. Uh, I think she uh, I think she deserved better, and uh, Thandiway Newton certainly did too. Uh, ultimately goes on or already played uh, you know, Maeve mm-hmm. in Westworld, so she's 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 awesome. Um. And I think her character rocked. Uh, I, li- I liked Val a lot. Hmm. Yeah, it was always Team Maeve. Didn't know it was Maeve until, like, uh, just now. That's 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 pretty sick. Um, didn't watch Westworld 
whenever I watch Solo. So right, right. Tech, so yeah, that was probably was a connection. You're like, like, oh shit, yeah, the, right. Yeah, I saw her first in Solo, then Westworld. So that that's kind of interesting. But uh, huh? Yeah, wow. Who would have known? Maeve in Star Wars. Um, that's I've, I've always been Team Maeve. By the way, I don't know. Oh yeah, of course it ha- you have to be. Uh, but and then and then like knowing just how talented the actress is and how fucking fantastic mm. she's been and other Damn, other things, sad. it does suck that she's dead in in our in our universe in Star Wars universe. Uh, uh but yeah, ninety one. I had Val because she rocks. My uh my ninety and ninety or eighty nine kind of go together, but uh, I'll just say just say. My 91st, uh, first of the book of Boba Fett. It is a Ooh. mod and it is SCAD. SCAD. Um, the mod. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> I think they did this perfectly. They put, they gave Den a spin, right? Den did a spin. It looked cool. I guess it kind of made more sense than SCAD spin. But <laughs> Den does it and we're all like, oh my God. So cool, badass, you know? Right. I know it was kind of cringy. It's for, it's for like, I can imagine being seven and reenacting it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's for kids. It got people talking. Right. Like, I've heard uh, more people talking talking about about that fucking thing than anything else in the episode. And that's the thing is like the mods. And their bikes, and everyone being like, "These people suck." Oh, what, what even are they? They don't match Tatooine people. They mm-hmm. don't. They don't fit Star Wars. Um, this is a new story that we've never seen before, and never know the events of. Um, Always new shit. Always and, new shit. And would you want Tatooine to stay this desert wasteland with Just zero color and... and no personality at all? Or would you rather Boba turn Tatooine into a freaking party planet? You know, like yeah. Um, Let's get know. to that black melon at the center of the planet, dude. Like, let's nurse on its milk. I think the finale, like, although the spin and how people talking about it, I think it, it kind of redeemed the mods, and and uh, I think people like them a little bit more after this episode. I think so. Too. Um, like it, it showed that they weren't just there, you know, just to send walkies you know just be like all right hey they were down to ride you know and and i love that they were willing to oppose boba whenever they were like they were like you go ahead run back to your palace if you want be above be above the rest of us we're gonna we're gonna fight for the people of tatooine boba very valuable lesson right there like he was like boba was set going back to his palace and he was like yeah way more protection there but then what does that show the people of of mos espa you know what do you you're leaving and not protecting them. And that's what you're offering, you know? So like Mm. they like legitimately right there, they like, and I loved that Boba was immediately like, Oh shit. You're right. All right. We'll stay here. Yeah. You're right. That Uh, (laughs) and like that, like, uh, whenever people are like, why isn't Boba just being a murderous cold blooded killer? You know, like (laughs) what? Like this is way cooler. Like so much cooler. I, uh, we have Darth Vader for that, you know? Like, yeah, right. We have Vader and Sith and Sith. Like, like we don't, don't need like, all these other yeah. guys to be that. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, I think uh, shit. That was your ninety. Scad, mm-hmm. scad, scad. That's a good choice. I, I have scad later on in my list. Um, definitely fuck with scad. But uh, my ninety is Galen Urso. 
uh, as as you mentioned a couple Very picks close. back. And uh, the the only reason he's he's the lowest uh, Rogue One character on my list is just because he has the least screen time of all of them. Um, but he has what is for me far and away the most impactful moment of the movie. Mm. Uh, whenever Jin is in Saw's like uh, Saw's thing as the Death oh. Star is destroying Jeddah, and he's like, "Just so you know." I never forgot about you. I've been oh. hiding the whole time. I love you so much. I get chills just thinking about it. I cry every time I watch it. It's it's maybe the most powerful scene across all of Star Wars. And I like I I mean that. Like just talking about it, it's getting me all like <laughs> that's that's a good scene. But uh yeah, uh and the actor there uh I, I believe that's uh, Mads Mikkelsen as Galen Erso. He's fucking fantastic. Uh Think about and, it. Uh, you don't have him. Luke doesn't blow up the Death Star. There you go. Um, he's he's the true hero of Star answered, Wars. You know, answered like. decades of questions. Mm. How did they miss such a massive flaw? It's because the man who built it did it on purpose. Uh, ah, it's fantastic. And I loved, you know, like if if they if I were to die or if I were to rebel, they'd just replace me with someone else. And I have I have more control over it this way. If I stay inside and work it, I learned what I learned to do what I could never do. Lie. And like that whole thing was just fantastic. I love it so much. But uh and like upon talking about it, I wish I'd had Galen or so higher. Mm. But uh I, I have him here at ninety and I'm a I'm a stick by it. I'm a stick by it. Oh yeah. That dude, a G. Thank you for all of Star Wars. Shouts out. Um, appreciate you. Uh, my 89, another mod, uh, Drash. Drash! Um, she had, know. like, maybe the coolest shot in all of Book of Boba Fett. Mm. Where, yeah, the, uh, uh, it was, like, below her, and it's she was riding her uh, bike on the top of the building and her arm, and she was looking down. It was just dope. Mm. And they, uh, I don't know. This, I mean, you know, it's kind of the same talk with that we had with, with uh, Scad. You know, just the mod general talk, um, but like, I don't know. I really, I've really gotten to like them. Like, I think it's it's a cool addition. You know, it's they're. I think we talked about it in uh in the Sarlacc Soundwave. You know the, like body, um, art and mm. you know the modifications. It's it's pretty clear that it's representing like tattoos or you know dyed Piercings hair. Piercings, you know, like and. And I don't know. I think it's super cool. Like Cobb Vanth getting an upgrade, you know. Oh, and, uh, so excited for whatever the fuck Cobb Vanth's future is, buddy. Yeah, like I love that man. I think the introduction of the mods is just, um, it's basically grievous, but better. Like him just trying to upgrade himself, like to the maximum. But First like mod. this is just like a a better, like kind of a, a, a cooler way, you know. Finnick, Finnick isn't alive. Um, you know, without th- these modifications and like stuff like that. So, like, I don't know. I saw I think... someone. I saw someone that was like, "The mods suck," and then someone was like, "Darth Vader is literally a mod." Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just a nugget if you take yeah. away all of uh everything else. Like, three limbs gone and a hand, right? Or does Brutal. he? Is yes. that hand? Yeah, yeah. Three limbs and a. It, or was the arm that got chopped off also? The... No, no, other so, arm. <laughs> he doesn't have one hand. No, he has no um, limbs. He has one arm to about the mid wrist area, and that's it. Wow, he's knotted yeah. up. So, 
I don't know. I think the mods, I mean, it's, it's basically the star Wars version of a tattoo shop. Like, and it makes so much sense. Like it's just, and especially, you know, post empire, like it makes sense that these kids who have grown up in an empire, imperial controlled Tatooine mm -hmm. want to act up, you know, like, like, Hey, we go, we going all out after that. They Fuck this shit. We all of in. their money on that. They yeah. couldn't buy water afterwards. Like this mm. meant like everything to them. And this was their this was them being who they are, and I love that, you know. Uh but yeah, with that I'll stick with you in the Book of Boba Fett realm with my first uh Book of Boba character here. Oh wait, no, I had the Mayor's Major Domo. So my second mm. Book of Boba character here in Garza Fwip. Ah. Uh she ran she ran the sanctuary and uh this is where I was gonna bring up uh the fact that they made sure Max Rebo didn't make an appearance and then killed everybody else. That's fucking insane to me. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, they showed the whole place. And that's why like I'm comfortable with saying Max Rebo is not dead because yeah. I rewatched it and they like show every angle of like everyone that's in there just so you know <laughs> who's all blown but up. But for me, that like kind of sucks. <laughs> like the fact that like not even like the cuz the whole thing I think with the sanctuary was kind of like everyone who worked there was kind of like a free like a freed slave like mm. and then they kill all of them Damn. um which just like i think and this this kind of sucks about the series i went in a direction early on and theorizing that ultimately the goal was to free the slaves of tatooine for the book of boba fett uh and the only freed slave who makes it out alive is black chrysanthemum um which is just kind of heartbreaking um but Man, why do the Wookiees always got to be on their own, man? Like, right, every time. I don't know. Okay, and I might, I might, I might just be holding on too much. But mommy might not be dead. Why? why you here's say that? the thing: is that they really cut it to make it seem that like these pikes, the second they left the door, that thing blew up. But no way. Like, they were nowhere in sight, like, when it blew up, obviously, because mm. they're not going to blow it right when they hit the door. They would have died. Like, right. So they waited a little bit. And Mommy, she knew what was going on. And we don't you, see a body. You left your thing there. And she hears it. She immediately is like, oh, this place is going up. I mean. We don't see a single body in the cantina. Exactly. Actually. I mean. And that could just be that they're all incinerated. Yeah. But who's to say that this place, you know, it's it's a place of that Boba was like, hey, it's it's important, you know, very important to have like protection and like uh power over this place. It's important. Um there's probably a basement or like somewhere where she could have run to that's like a back room. I don't know. Like, I, or she, you know, like, just I sure running. hope so. You know, like, I, I hope I'm so. like 20% only in that she's like, alive yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I think I think they're dead, I, which sucks. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm a hold on to the fact that we don't see a body, you know, we don't see a body. And when you don't see a body, they're typically alive in Star Wars. That's kind of how it goes. Uh, but yeah, my 89 was Garza Fwip. Garza Fwip. And they, uh. They had they had to just give us a character that they knew we would latch on to, you know, 
just to blow up. Like they, they knew, they knew exactly what they were doing. And that's why I ultimately think that like it, it, she is dead is because it was like a meaningful death. And one of the only meaningful deaths in the show was just like, Oh shit, the war's begun. They killed off one of our favorite characters in the show. Um, it just sucked that it happened to be her that they, they did it to. I think, uh, I think there were a, a variety of characters that I would have had in, in, in her stead. Uh, but Garsif Whip, 89 for me. My, uh, 88 is Duchess Satine. Satine! Uh, Obi-Wan, not so, uh, not so Jedi-like, huh? You, uh, doing a little something-something on the side there, Obi-Wan? A little fucky fucky. Uh, you know. But, uh, I Bump really, like, I wrote Sex. an essay in high school of who Ray's parents were. And my yeah. top one choice that I wanted it to be was Obi-Wan and Duchess Satine. Imagine Ray is Obi-Wan mm. and Duchess Satine. Like, the Jedi mind tricks that Ray did. Like, uh, like, and it just, and, like, it was lining up. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, so perfect. Ray is so focused on who her parents are. Like, this is going to be such a beautiful reveal. Um, but, uh, getting off, I guess a little off topic from Duchess. Um, sorry. Duchess, no, no, it's relevant. But, uh, like I, I wanted her to be like Ray's mom so bad. Uh, I wanted her and Obi-Wan, uh, be a thing, but man, like the Clone Wars episodes with Duchess and, uh, like just seeing Mandalore, um, like I, I don't know. Every time Mandalore came up, I was just like fully in. Um, and, and in Rebels, you know, too. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, like, it's just, ah, I, lo I love me some Duchess, love me some Mandalore, any Mandalore content that I can get. Isn't it crazy that Star Wars animation just hasn't missed? Has not. Dave Filoni is on that. He knows yeah. what he's, like, I don't know. I think animation, you're just so, you, you're so much more open. You have mm. anything, anything you want to do. You can do anything. And with a universe like Star Wars, it's like animation is just the perfect, like, perfect medium it for is Star perfect. Wars. Yeah. Um, like, we, like, I can never get enough of live action Star Wars. You know, that's what we want to see, you know, on the surface level. Mm. But some of the best stories and best characters and everything come from animation. Right. Um, like Book of Boba. We're freaking out over Ahsoka. Like Ahsoka, there, there are a lot of people don't really know who she is, which is really sad. Um, but like, that's a char that is a character right there that right. was birthed in animation, and like, oh. And I'm like not gonna cab with you. Is if you want the best Ahsoka content right now, it's not live action. It is all animation. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I'd I'd argue her worst appearances are his are her live action appearances so far, but. I mean, the Jedi's pretty fucking hype, and so is Book of Boba Episode 6, but, uh, I don't know. I struggle, I, I, I'm still not all the way there with Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka. Mm. Uh, we'll get more to that later, uh, whenever Ahsoka inevitably pops up on both of our lists very high up. Oh, yeah. Um, She'll be mentioned much, much, much later. Much later. Much, much later. But Duchess Satine, great choice. She'll also be popping up on my list in a little bit. Uh, but uh, a little bit sizable of a difference, uh, which I'm which I'm surprised to see. Um, but yeah, still Cassie and Andor's holding on to that top spot for the biggest difference. But uh, my 88 is K2SO, mm. uh, Cassian's companion. 
I love this droid. He's got the sacrifice play. He's epic. Um, uh, it, and you know, I think if I, if you'd caught, if you caught me doing this list, like fresh off of a viewing of Rogue One, it, the list looks a lot different. Um, because every time I watch Rogue One, I walk away like, holy fuck. How do I always forget that's my favorite Star Wars movie? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, every time I have to, like, talk myself back into being like, nope, it's Return of the Jedi. That's my favorite. You know, like, that's my favorite Star Wars movie. It's not Rogue One, Return of the Jedi. But, uh... <laughs> it does but have dude, that Rogue hallway One scene, so you know? Like, it's that good of a movie, good. and we get a Vader scene. Like, and, like, the, the freaking connection between vader's hallway scene and luke's hallway scene in the mandalorian finale like rogue one is the most underappreciated star wars movie without a doubt like there is no doubt in my mind that that is the most underrated star wars movie um it's i give that title to solo personally that's fair it was on it was just released at a bad time Right. I don't think Solo stacks up to Rogue One, though. Like, uh, no, I don't think so either. I think but, Rogue Rogue One is the best movie we've gotten since 1983. It for, is for my money, oh. uh, and uh, maybe since 2005. Hmm. Um, but fair. Yeah, K2SO is uh K2SO is epic. Uh, his sacrifice play, I'll never forget him holding it down for Cassian and Jin there at the end. That's ma- that's amazing. Oh. Uh, Alan Tudyk, fa- uh, fantastic voice actor. Uh, but yeah, K two S O funny ass idea. droid. I got him. I got him up pretty high, actually. Um, Ooh, love pretty, to hear that. Pretty sizable difference there, I'd say. Um, but uh, my eighty seven is Greedo. Greedo um, doesn't appear on my list. One of uh, one of the most you know iconic Star Wars moments that Harrison Ford couldn't give two shits about. Um, give a fuck. I love every time. Who shot first? Who shot? I don't care. He, you know, he's like, I don't care. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but, uh, was Han Solo a force ghost? I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, uh, you know, not much to say about Greedo. He comes in, doesn't walk out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's, he's on screen, not, not for too long, but, uh, epic character design, though. The design of the Rodians and love their Greedo eyeballs. The first Rodian we see. Oh, fantastic. I almost put Anaconda Far on here, Senator Anaconda mm, Far. Who that episode was Wars, so good. Who is just beautifully designed in animation. Like, I love their the eyes Rodian, look the like design. galaxies, like Beautiful. straight up. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. But yeah, that's a good, that's a good 87. My 87 is Janna uh, from The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I, I love the stormtrooper who, you know, freed herself and became, became mm. who she wanted to be. Um, and, you know, seem to be a little force guided, which is mm-hmm. really cool as well. Um, but I think uh, this character is only subject to rise. Uh, if she's if, if her and Finn or her and anybody else from the sequel trilogy end up getting their own spinoff sort of thing, uh, I'm a be there. You know, her her bringing in the horses for them to ride on uh, onto the on the Star Cruiser. That's pretty epic. Uh, I, I just, I just loved, I loved this character and she, she can only see, she can only go upwards in this list for me. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Every time like, uh, that I'm reminded of this part of the movie and, uh, the sequels is just like a, it's another one of those, like, when you think about it, like, I don't know, like that, that a Sith dagger that lines up with like, uh, <laughs> and points to where the holocron is. 
So, like, was the Hulk? You know what? I just don't, uh, I don't know. I'd just rather not go there. But, like, yeah, no. You know what? This is a cool, like, I, I like the future that they're going with, with Force-like-led characters. Mm. Um, that it's not strictly Jedi, you know, that, like, and they don't have to follow, like, this, the, the, you know, the Jedi code, and that it, it, it can truly be anybody, kind mm. of, now. Which, I, I, uh, I think that's way more beautiful of a story, rather than, you know, if you're not a Skywalker, or you're not a Palpatine, you're not gonna be anything special. Like, that's not fun. You know, that's... No, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I, I think it's way better with the direction they're going. Well, especially, but, especially beyond the Skywalker saga. I think that was fun for, for the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, for, for what we were doing for these, for these movies, it makes sense to keep it in the family. But, uh, uh, I think beyond beyond this franchise, beyond that specific saga, the Skywalker saga, let's open it up a bit. Uh, maybe maybe some Skywalker characters every now and then, but mm-hmm. doesn't have to doesn't have to be all about that. They had the perfect perfect opportunity with Finn. Like he could have been the best character of the sequel trilogy. Like in my opinion, like had the coolest concept. Like imagine. Trooper gone Jedi. You know, like, I mean, like, I don't know. We could still get there. I, I know there. they should have gotten there. I, they I guess. Gotten, I don't know. Maybe I am jumping the gun too quick. Maybe it does take way longer to get in tune with the Force, and I'm thinking that it could just happen. You know. Um. So I, I mean, I guess I, I, I'm a little harsh on the sequels. You know, just in general. No. But understandable uh, though. Uh, understandable though, and. uh no, yeah, I, I have Finn on my list much, much later. Uh, I, I'm excited to see. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the future of of those characters, and uh, I hope Jana comes back around uh, mm. eventually. Yeah, that that'll be a cool new like new Jedi that we can follow along. Like we got some cool yeah, right. some cool people. Right. Um, Mighty Six already mentioned um, Ad- Admiral Akbar. Akbar. Um, so gotta you know gotta he was I think. He was the last person that I came up with on my list before I like blanked. Um, was, gotcha. was Akbar. Um, it just, I don't know. It was kind of fit, like it just kind of fitting. I was, I was laying there and I'm like, Man, I can't think of anybody. And I just kept staring at his name, like for some, like, you know, just over and over, just seeing that little, uh, type <laughs> little thing, ticker. you know, little tick yeah. thing going, going. And I was like, Adam Akbar. And I, he was just, yeah, you just, I was just thinking of him just for so long. <laughs> but uh i love that it's over and over that. it's a trap oh, yeah. it's a trap in my head just it's over a and trap. over but uh yeah akbar uh, legend legend uh but yeah my 86 and 85 go together uh so I'll, I'll rattle them both off here i've got trace martinez at 86 and i've got rafa martinez at 85 i think these are criminally overhated characters mm. uh for for the their arc in the clone wars i think it's uh, partially because there's a really, really misogynistic streak in our fan base. And I think there's also, also the fact that people wanted something else for Ahsoka throughout the last season. And, mm. uh, it was just kind of like, oh, so we're going to do this for a little bit. Uh, but you go revisit that arc now after what we've seen in the book of Boba Fett. And it's kind of like, oh, cool. The pikes and stuff, their, their spice trade and everything. I get it more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then them showing up in the bad batch and that they're, they're also the prime example people go to for the small universe thing. Like, oh, we're going to run into them here on uh, on uh, 
Corellia with with the Bad Batch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, and uh, I don't really give a fuck. I mean, the you Force know, is I, a I, thing. Yeah, um, exactly. So, and it literally wills you know um, things to happen. Like, a small world is the whole kind of point of Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like, yeah. what Trace I, and Rafa. I can't. I, I fuck. I fucks with them. You think they show up in Ahsoka live action? Oh, I hadn't really considered it. I think uh I think it'd be interesting because they'd both be uh considerably older. Probably oh, uh I didn't even think about that. Yeah, duh. Um, uh they'd be like forties and fifties. Wonder what they'd uh, be doing. Like uh I mean they could still be doing the same shit, yeah. which would be interesting. Uh mm. I, I I'd look forward to seeing them more on the uh like Andor side of things and Kenobi mm. side of things. Mm. Um, if we're to see them in live action, That's and I fair. think there'll be, I think there'll be more stuff that presents itself, and specifically Andor, like I could see them uh, not joining the rebellion, but uh, or m- maybe joining the rebellion. I don't, I don't fucking know. After where they leave in the Bad Batch, where it's like everyone chooses sides eventually, you know, like maybe they do choose a side and they go fight with the rebellion. I think that'd be cool. But uh, hmm. uh, Trace and Rafa, yeah, that's my eighty six and eighty five. Hmm. My uh, eighty five, it's kind of a collection of people but uh the official name um of the cantina band um the lead guy figurin dan um and the modal nodes um modal nodes i mean they've they've given us some some classic timeless music that will uh is recognizable from Mm. the first note um and you know you're in star wars whenever you hear them um, oh, you certainly. So uh, I had to just throw the Cantina band up in here. No, it's multiple people, but I kind of think of them as one collective. You know, they're they're like the uh, what's the the group of like it's like four guys and they're all like singing a cappella. What like oh and like they call oh, that uh, something like uh yeah um ah, is, shit is, I don't know quartet oh, oh that doesn't sound right yes though. yes it's a uh, it's a uh, fucking Barbershop quartet. Is it quartet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's. It, I kind of see them as like a like a quartet. You know, like yeah. just a. They're, well, they're there's all also like, the Max Rebo Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you look into the Max Rebo Seven, mm. uh, <laughs> got a couple got a couple Cantina bands. Mm. Um. Oh, interesting. Oh, wait, for real? Like of the same species, or you just mean? Oh, like, just uh, like a few Cantina think, bands that have appeared. Okay. I got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. But uh. uh yeah, we got some like, some kick-ass bands just slinging some jizz in the Star Wars I guess universe. it's technically John Williams, you know, at the end of the day. So yeah, it throw, is. So it throw is. John Williams in here, too, um, at 85. Um, yeah, you could throw his little okay. cameo in The Rise of Skywalker where he was behind the bar. I guess my uh, my 84 just goes perfectly. It's Max Rebo as my 84. So, uh, oh, yeah. So, perfect. yeah, so he's up here. Um, had, had to throw him above the band, though. You know, he, oh, yeah. The band's I mean, cool and all, but, like. Max Rebo, <laughs> got it. He's a cut above. He's a cut above. He, okay, I don't know why. Max Rebo just looks like he'd give the most comfortable hug. I, right. He just looks like a teddy, like I, like a teddy bear. He looks like a little kind of inflatable, uh, uh, which is really cute. Like I feel like if you put him in a, pool, a little you bit, float on him. Yeah, maybe when you hug him, he'd compress a little bit. You know, and like yeah. just form around you. It'd be per- but, uh, Outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Max Rebo. So that was your 84? 85 and 84, yep. Band and Max Rebo. All right. My 84 is Callus from Rebels. Mm. Um, the whole Imperial turned Rebel thing is really awesome to me. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that uh, character arc. 
uh, and his the the kind of uh, relationship he forms with Garazeb uh, over the course of over the course of the of the show, I think, is really dope. Do you have a connection with Fulcrum, or was he like trying to seek out he Fulcrum, and then Fulcrum. he? Be- yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was like oh, that was sick. Like his, his yeah. storyline is Correct. really cool. That's cool. oh yeah, like and if you watch Rebels. Like rewatch Rebels, uh, you'll appreciate him all the more. Uh, that's like first watch. You you don't like the guy for like a really long time until you see him that one time after the mission with Zeb, where he goes back to his bunker, looks around, and is like, "Man, ain't nobody looking out for me here, bro." Uh, I I love that. I and I love that arc, and uh, mm. I think Callus is is a wonderful character, and uh, frankly. It's kind of funny, you know, like I, I said this after Rogue One, you catch me fresh off a watch of Rebels, a lot of those characters probably a lot higher too. Um hmm. I kind of uh I kind of kind of in a perfect spot here in terms of like recency bias. The only thing that might be affected by recency bias is the book of Boba Fett, but everything else is hmm. I've I've watched it when I've watched it and I know how well I know it, you know, so mm-hmm. I think yeah. I think this is accurate. All right. Am I uh moving on to my eighty three? Is Mon Mothma? Um, Good call. So interesting. We both had Mon Mothma and Admiral Akbar back to back, just in different spots on the uh, mm-hmm. on the list. Um, and she, like, the crazy thing is, like, she appeared in the sequels, and that's the same actress. Um, like from the I I or may okay no, there's something crazy about her appearance in the sequels, and I don't know what it is. She was in Rogue One. Maybe that was it. And like it was uh, actually she her, just like her, but I don't know that it's it, the same was actress. It? Okay. Um, uh, yeah, because her and Jimmy Smith. Maybe it was. Uh, was it just an actress, or do they do like any CGI like work? Maybe it was like that. The the VFX on her were like something oh, I mean, she crazy, but like just like Mon Mothma. I remember, like yeah, like I or maybe it was just you just couldn't tell. Like it was just. That was Mon Mothma right there. Like, uh, yeah, you couldn't tell it was a different person. But um, I don't know. She's nah, she's but, kind of like a a a feel good character, you know? Like she just oh, is absolutely. Uh, if you're an OT fan, there's no there's no way you're not fucking with Mon Mothma, you know? Oh yeah, got a. She's like a like a symbol. She's like a Leia, you know? Like not she's like Leia, but just like. A little step down from Leia, basically. Mm, yeah, uh, she's yeah. almost Leia, um, almost. and that's that's a great almost. compliment. That that's that's a compliment to say you're almost Leia. I'd say. Oh, to be sure, Leia. I'd uh, I'd I'd agree for sure. Mm. Um, but with that, I'll go on to my eighty three, where I have L three. Uh, this was Lando's droid companion in Solo. Mm. Uh, I thought I thought this droid uh, it definitely caught a bad rep. Uh, just because, uh, I mean, like it, it, there was certainly this aspect of, uh, a realistic, uh, and obvious, uh, you know, persona to her that was like, uh, yes, this is the feminist droid. And I think that amongst the Star Wars fandom, that is a shoe in to get fucking <laughs> flamed. Um, hmm. And uh, I, I, however, really loved her character. I loved, I loved Phoebe Waller Bridge as L three. Uh, she, uh, 
and like the fact that Lando Lando cared so much for the droid companion and like when whenever she whenever she dies and she he's running through the battlefield to go to go save her body and then she becomes one with the Millennium Falcon and is the mm. navigational system that we use the entire time in the original trilogy like and in the sequel trilogy L3 is always there she that's lives on tough. in the Millennium Falcon that's cool. uh, I think that's really mm. cool uh so L3 is here at my 83 mm. I, uh, I'm kind of sticking with the same vein of like a Mon Mothma. Um, but the reason that Admiral Holdo is a cut above Mon Mothma, no way. Do we line up here? 82? Yeah. 82. Holy shit. Admiral, Admiral Holdo. Holdo's my 82. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that, that light speed maneuver there. Um, like, although it should have been happening throughout the entirety of Star Wars, like it just makes economic and, military sense i don't care but like one of the most beautiful shots in all of star wars like i remember in the theater when it just went silent like there was no sound and you just saw the ship explode and like the whole like everything like oh Um, and i think just the last jedi prevails itself over and over as just my favorite my favorite sequel trilogy film and uh Admiral Haldo is a very big part of that as she's also my as she's also my 82. I think that the the kind of idea she represents is as the uh, opposition to Poe Dameron kind of throughout the movie, not the opposition but Poe Dameron kind of uh mm. you know makes her his opposition. Um I think I think it was really really cool and I think uh you know, I I I do see why, you know, some people will be like she should have just told him, you know, like and I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe she should have. Uh but you know, he wouldn't have let her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would have tried to figure, he would have tried his best to figure something out. He wouldn't have let that happen. And ultimately it's what they needed to let happen. And Admiral Holdo knew that. Uh, Dang. And I respect that the entire time she was like, Hey, when we run out of fuel, y'all get to go down there and I'm a die. Okay. So go ahead and go ahead and do your fucking thing. Uh, I got shit to do. Um, I, I really, I really fucked with, her. and the fact that she's played by Laura Dern, who I just absolutely adore. Uh, she's fucking fantastic, and if you're a Jurassic Park fan, I know you love Laura Dern too. Mm. Um, but yeah, Admiral Haldo is a perfect, perfect one of one of my favorite uh, Resistance Rebellion characters overall. Mm-hmm. As as you can see, came above for both of us, went above Akbar and Mon Mothma, mm-hmm. Admiral Haldo. Oh yeah, yeah she. Uh, although I guess not as iconic. You know, as as Akbar and, and Mon Mothma, but no, certainly in not. her actions and like what you know, I, I feel like she she was more of a character. There's more to latch on to with her. She represents the that the the rebellions, the rebellious spirit, mm. uh, and the rebellion and the resistance just just perfectly, and uh, the sacrifice that sacrifices that need to be made in order to, you know, fulfill your rebellion, fulfill mm. your resistance. And uh, I think uh, I think she's awesome, Admiral Haldo. Perfect. Oh yeah crazy that we lined up there i know that's insane I, like what are the odds that have and i it'll be crazy if we have more than one uh but admiral Haldo at 82 that's cool 81 i didn't know this guy's name before only knew him because you know just of his character didn't know his name was seb sebulba uh the guy Sebulba. that Annie races in the pot you know the, the like main antagonist in the pod race yeah, basically Sebulba. um I, don't know, just like I thought a, about him, but I just like really fucking hate Sebulba. And that's kind of why I put him on there. Is uh he's so easily hateable. 
And like, that's the mm. whole point of his character. Right. Like, and just cool design, you know, like when you first see him or whatever, he's like basically the crime boss just sitting eating his lunch, whatever, you know, and like, um, Jar Jar, like something gets flung at him or something like that. And he comes out like, who the hell just messed with me? You know, like, and then he, <laughs> you know, the whole Padres thing happens and, and everything. No, but, yeah. So Bulba, that's, that's a great antagonist, especially like, uh, the small level antagonist mm-hmm. that he presents in the Phantom Menace, you know, uh, the Padres being such an integral part of that movie and him being who you're rooting against the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's, a uh, it's important, you know, that we had someone we hated during that scene. And like and, the Lego uh, Star Wars Padres mission, you know, that made me want to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We all, uh, why was that so hard as a kid, man? Those freaking sand people just dinking my freaking pod. Like, oh my boom, God. Boom, 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 boom. God damn. I was like, screeching across the screen back and forth. I used to hate the sand people to death, but now, like, that I know their whole story, it's like, man, I can't really hate you. Can't really hate you guys. Like, the pod racing is just like everything they go against. It's like people just taking advantage, like, of the land. And now I'm like, oh, damn. Now it's like, I get why they're like shooting at these, you know, people. They're like, like get, yeah, the get the fuck away. Like, yeah, but uh, eighty-one. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good choice. Sebulba, Sebulba. that was your eighty-one. Mm-hmm. Sebulba. <laughs> I like it. I like it. My eighty-one is a uh, IG eleven. Mm. Um, I I liked IG eleven. Uh, you'll find that the droids, besides the the more obvious ones, fall towards the bottom of my list. Uh, no matter how much I like them, uh, because the. Like I've said, I've already said K2SO and IG-11, and those are two of my, like, top five droids, and they're they're down here in the in the 80s and 90s. Or no, both 80s, but uh, I, lo- I love IG-11. You know what I'm saying? I think, uh, you know, the sacrifice he makes in the finale of The Mandalorian Season 1 and, uh, you know, his his turn from uh, the, bo- the, you know, robot bounty hunter who's going to mm-hmm. kill the baby to the nurse droid is absolutely fantastic, and we have no one to thank for that but Quill, who... Uh, probably won't be mentioned today as of as of, as of now, but uh, yeah, IG eleven. He, he comes in at my eighty one. Uh, I said that my K two SO was higher up whenever you mentioned him, like pretty high up, and the my IG eleven is even higher. Um, mm. Definitely won't be mentioned today. Um, even um, that's uh, I I love me some IG eleven. I'll, I'll definitely talk about him. Talk about him later. Um, mm. But my eighty. Uh, give it to our boy Paul Bettany as Dryden Voss. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, just, Dryden Voss. You got it right. Dryden. Yeah, I didn't know if I pronounced his first name right, but uh, I don't know. Just um, was cool seeing Paul Bettany. You know, like like while watching the movie, and I, I don't. That's not the only reason I like his character. I think it's just kind of like a cool concept for a character as well. You know. Um, and oh, certainly. I'd like. I don't know anything that we can get um, related to that Kira. The storyline, you know, I'm I'm hmm. I'm all for. So I'm there. Um, I'm there. But yeah, Dryden Voss, he he was he was fun. I think Paul Bettany definitely brought a brought a certain uh you know, a certain characteristic to the character it wouldn't have otherwise had had he not been there. Hmm. Uh and I, I love Paul Bettany as an actor, so I, I love that choice here. He doesn't make my list, but uh I do I do fuck I do fucks with some Dryden Voss content for mm-hmm. sure. Um with that, my eighty brings us to uh uh, my first mod, I've got SCAD at the uh, at the 80 spot. Uh, just simply for the spin, I made my top 100. <laughs> uh, he, he had he had to be there, and uh, you know his his ride or die for the for the 
people of Mos Espa certainly pushed him up there for me. And uh, he's just a really likable character. And, you know, the whole, like, uh, keep your eye on things. I'm sorry. Hmm. Nah, it's cool. I pay good money for this. I'm proud of what it is. You know, like, I, I like that. I like, you know, he's sure of who he is and I fucks with that. So Scad comes in at my number 80. Hmm. That's, uh, that's good. Yeah, I, I didn't think they'd, uh, I'm glad that the mods like just made the list though. Like, uh, right. like they, yeah. they deserve it. And for, for 79, I, uh, I couldn't, I don't know. This is, it's two people. It's like the twins, the visions episode. Um, mm, okay. I, I, I kind of just kind of grouped them in as, as one, just kind of like, um, I don't know. I couldn't, I didn't want to like eliminate another person just to like, kind of bring up this, uh, this vision storyline, but, but, uh, nah, I feel you. another visions character, um, further up. Um, that's for sure. But uh, this is the only sure. other uh, visions uh, mention that that I will have. Um, but uh, I love I love me visions. Uh, the other one I think is obvious. But um, the twins was my my other favorite episode um, by and large um, of of visions. And I, I kind of just grouped them together here at seventy nine. But yeah. I dig it. I dig it. All right. All right. Uh, my seventy nine is Tarkin. Mm. Uh, fuck, uh, I don't, I don't fuck with Tarkin on a personal level, but you know, he brings a certain iconicism to the role being the, one of the bigger guys you're hating in uh, 1977 star Wars. Uh, and there's, there's a certain look about him. That's just like, that's the definition of who an Imperial is, uh, who, who works for the empire. Well, it's Tarkin. That just makes sense. Um, in some ways he's like worse than Vader sometimes. Like, uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's pretty cruel. Like, I don't know if, uh. Like whenever they you blow up um, Alderaan, I wonder if Vader like was going to go through. Like if Vader was like knowing about that, or if Tarkin was just like, "All right, keep it going." And like, I, right. like, I think like Vader was even kind of like taken back. Like, oh shit! All right, like fuck. We're oh doing damn, it. we just destroyed we, a planet. All right, we're doing that. Like, that's cool. That's my that's, that's cool. my daughter's home planet right there. Gone forever. See it. Yeah. Um, you go. But uh, that that's that dude right there. He's uh, yeah, ain't nothing to fuck with. But uh. He's up. He's up on my list. Uh, not let's see, not too much higher, but he's 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 up higher. there. But so we uh so that that was my seventy nine. You presented your seventy nine, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm now up. So we've each we each got three left. We're gonna stop at seventy six. Okay. Uh, and then then the next episode will be seventy five through fifty one. Third installment will be fifty through twenty six, and the last episode will be twenty. The top twenty five. Mm. Uh, as this has taken us over an hour. I didn't anticipate it, but here we are. <laughs> My uh, 78 could be coming back up, possibly, Barris Offie. Um, and just like, I don't know, her whole storyline with, with Clone Wars um, I thought was super cool. You know, kind of you hate her at the end for it, I guess, you know, but... But uh, still, still an awesome character with uh with awesome, like interesting motives and stuff, and uh, she will be popping up on my list. Uh, mm-hmm. not not too much further up, but uh, won't be popping up today. Um, yeah, she's uh she's an awesome character and uh, an epic character design, and uh, I think uh, I think she's there's some there's some like interesting uh, controversy surrounding uh the the character design and the action she takes. Um, uh, considering the, uh, the coding for the, for the character, like the religious coding for the characters, she's, she's kind of des- designed to, to, uh, hold the appearance of a mus- Muslim woman. Mm. And then she bombs the temple. Ah. Uh, 
Uh, so there's there's a lot of controversy around that that side of the story for her. And uh, I I only recently came into contact for that. And I was I came into contact with that. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's a that's kind of, that's a that's a pretty massive oversight on, yeah. the, on the parts of the, if if it was an oversight even. Uh, I, ho- I hope it was. Hmm. Um, I think there's but yeah, I was like, there's another character that uh, I don't think will be brought up today, but is it, it's kind of it falls in the same vein of a character that. Um, when you look deep more down into it, it's like, eesh, like this, this kind of, uh, I, I, I don't know about this. You know, I, I laugh at it and like, there's certain things that I laugh at, but I don't know, like maybe I shouldn't be laughing at, at, at some of these things, but uh, I'm pretty sure I know who, I, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about, yeah. uh, who will, who will be popping up later. But, uh, no, yeah, I, uh, ne- nevertheless, but I, I loved Barisafi's character and I thought she was an awesome Padawan and a great companion to Ahsoka at the, uh, at the times when she was a companion to, uh, to Ahsoka and her ultimate betrayal of Ahsoka is a really interesting storyline that, uh, uh, brings a really high level of drama to us, to a series that is for children. And I think it's, uh, I think it's really cool. I think she's an awesome character. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. So that was your, so that, that was, was your 78. Se- yes. 78. All right, my my seventy eight is uh, Typhon. He's another of Naboo's royal guards for Padme Amidala. She, he's the dude with the eye patch who's guarding her in Attack of the Clones. Hmm. Um, uh, just this one's more because I've been reading the 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 Queen's uh, the Queen's Shadow, and his character is uh, is a pretty big part of it, and is a uh, is really another ride or die. You know, all all the handmaidens and the R- Naboo royal guard are really really riding for Padme and I ride I rides for Padme so I'm a fuck I'm a fuck with them uh makes sense and he's also with Padme he's also one of the founding members of uh the uh the Amidalans who are uh uh in search of whoever killed Padme post Ooh. post Revenge of the Sith uh that's that's, that's more of a comics that's more of a comic storyline throughout the Vader run and stuff but uh hmm. Really, really cool. Typhon's really cool in that, and uh, they're certainly not the last mention of uh, Naboo's uh, handmaidens or royal guards. Uh, Typhon at seventy-eight for me. I think he was. I think he's really dope. My seventy-sevens uh, are a repeat. It's a Garza Whip. Garza, um, rest in peace. Hopefully not, but probably. Um, I don't. Know, I think we pretty much said all that there is to say about Garza Whip, but uh. Yeah, we we spoke on Garza. She's she's mommy. She's mommy as fuck. And uh it's it I'll, I'll hate I'll hate to see her go, but I love to watch her leave. <laughs> ah, the Twi'leks, man. They uh might be the headtails. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, there's just something about them. Every it, ah, yeah, I don't know. Something about the They're Twi'leks. lovely. They're they're a beautiful species. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there's a uh, 77. I got one more left. Wow. Yeah, so we got 77 and 76. At my at my 77, I've got a uh, Garazeb Aurelios of the Star Wars Rebels cast, the uh, the, the the giant purple guy. Mm-hmm. Zeb. Uh, the Lasat. Oh yeah. Or Lasat. Mm-hmm. He uh damn. He was a story. Definitely definitely my least favorite character of the Rebels crew, but nevertheless, uh I still had a love for him, you know. Uh, I think his relationship with Ezra is kind of his older brother. Or, or uncle type figure. It was was interesting, you know. Uh, uh, he he was the immature older guy who's just kind of goofy, and I I, I love that. Uh, and uh, I don't know his you know, his, his ultimate relationship like storyline. Oh, yeah, they're, like, they're 
connection to the force is really dope. And, mm. uh, they seem to have kind of, uh, coded Garazeb and Callus to kind of be, uh, it seems romantically attached if they wanted to, ro- if they wanted to run with that, but they didn't, they didn't expressly state it. So it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what they, they mm. might do with, uh, these characters in the future. You know, uh, I don't know how much more stuff we'll get, uh, you know, in 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 line with the original trilogy, but you know, with Ahsoka coming out mm-hmm. and being some being spoken of as something of a rebel sequel series, maybe maybe they pop back up. It'd be a, it'd be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess uh, my last one, uh, giving it to Migs Mayfeld, uh, Bill Mayfeld. Burr. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't. Know, I think he surprised everyone. Like whenever we first saw him, like we we all saw Bill Burr and we're like. What Bill like fucking Bill Burr. Burr. and then like, I mean they had to bring him back. You know he was that good of a character. We're like, yeah, like that they, they knew and came him. back for one of the more impactful moments of the entire series. Uh, you know Mayfeld is the first of the co-stars or like you know first of anybody in the Mandalorian cast who is human to see Dinjarin's face, mm. um, which is which is pretty cool. Uh. You know, and uh, him <laughs> ultimately getting let go was uh, was was pretty cool. You know, them picking him up and them being like, "Yo, we need you." And then, you know, you did your job. Go ahead. He, you, you died there. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and when what, he oh, when he destroys cool. the imperial facility and just he, he takes out that one last shot and it just explodes. I'm like, oh my god, what a fucking king! I, think I love this. that is what made Mando and everyone change their mind to like, let him go. I think that one shot, they were like, all right, he destroyed an Imperial facility. He's clearly not fucking with yeah, this anymore. You're good, man. Like, uh, it yeah. was such a, you know, if he does never come back again, I think it was like a beautiful send off and like a beautiful cameo. Um, two episodes was all he was in. And, in, in like, uh, or what? It's all he needed. Really? Yeah, it was just I two. Mean, I don't know if like, uh, he overlapped. Like over two. No, I think it was just two. I think it was just two. I think uh, it was uh, the Prisoner episode six of the Mandalorian chapter six, and then in season two chapter seven, so chapter fifteen. If I'm doing the math there right, second to last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. But yeah, Mm. he uh, uh, just a great character, and I really, I really, I really fuck with Mayfeld. Um, Loving all these cameos that they're doing now, like celebrity cameos that have turned out to be like good. Just um, with the depth on them, you know, like I love it, I love it. But uh, so that was your seventy six, which concludes your seventy six through a hundred. It does indeed. All right, my seventy six is BB eight. Ah, uh, yeah, I uh, like I said, I'll I, no matter how much I love droids, you'll find that they kind of they kind of fall down the list. Um, and BB eight, you know, that's the droid of the sequel trilogy. He's he's uh, uh awesome, awesome design. Uh, actually super fun to use on like battlefront too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a, uh, he's just a fun, he's just a fun little guy, you know, just a fun little guy. Orange. And, uh, he's cute as fuck. Criminally underrated oh. color. Orange. Um, it's not he's used. an orange and white yeah. EB unit. It's not used in many places and he just is a cool looking droid. Um, I've actually read that like he's, the, the BB units are specifically designed to be something like a, like a, like therapy droids, like a hmm. like a service dog. It's like a service droid, hmm. and Poe po needs BB-8. You know, like that's that's his that's, that's his boy. Cute. Like 
when oh, BB's awesome. gone, you know, like hmm. Poe's Poe's like, oh shit, BBA, it's good to see you, buddy. What's up, buddy? Hey, <laughs> you know, like he's he's so excited. You know, it's his best buddy, uh, and maybe that's what BB stands for, best buddy. Oh, um, uh, BB8. Oh, that's uh, that's my seventy six of and, the uh, droids. Includes... Yeah, of the droids, that's the closest gap that we have. Um, your ah, IG eleven and K two SO, those are pretty wide gaps, but this one, uh, this gotcha. one's pretty close. But... Gotcha. All right. Well, that that'll conclude part one of the top one hundred Star Wars characters, and by the end of this thing, we'll have several hours of content chronicling this uh, chronicling this uh, list here. It only gets better from here. So. It only does. I'm very excited. I'm gonna have a fucking banger to kick off next week for seventy five. But uh. With that, let's let's go over. Let's just go ahead and run it down. Seventy six through one hundred. I'll go ahead and read mine. I got seventy six BB eight, seventy seven Garazepaelios, seventy eight Typhon, seventy nine Tarkin, eighty Scad, eighty one IG eleven, eighty two Admiral Haldo, eighty three L three, eighty four Callus, eighty five Rafa, eighty six Trace, eighty seven Janna, eighty eight K two S O, eighty nine Garza Whip. 90, Galen Erso, 91, Val, 92, Captain Phasma, 93, Admiral Akbar, 94, Mon Mothma, 95, Dex, 96, Sid, 97, Quarsh Panaka, 98, Gonky, 99, Babu Frick, and 100, the Mayor's Major Domo. <laughs> At 76, I got Mayfeld, 77, Garza Whip, rest in peace, Mommy, 78, Barris Afi, 29 or 79 the twins 80 dryden voss 81 sebulba 82 admiral holdo 83 mon mothma 84 max revo goat 85 the uh, cantina band uh friggin don and the modal notes 86 admiral akbar 87 greedo 88 duchess satine 89 drash 90 scad 91 general hux 92 Galen Urso, 93, uh, Cassian Andor, 94, Bendu, 95, Nalase, 96, The Almighty Dave Filoni, 97, Shion, uh, 98, 99, Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen, and 100, Babu Frick. Legendary. Legendary. And with that, that concludes this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast, part one of four for the top 100 Star Wars characters. I was Colton Robertson, joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, it is always a pleasure to have you. If you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom, where you'll find well over 24 hours of exclusive content at this point. It's a full day of content exclusive to that website, nowhere else. So if you're fucking with this, go check that out. Patreon.com slash corobloom. Follow on Twitter at pennybloompod. Follow on Instagram at pennybloompodcast. You're fucking with me and Joe. Going, uh, going fuck with uh, our 52 year journey through film, which will, uh, you know, chronicle, uh, every year we're doing, every week we're doing a, a movie from a different year, 1970, 71, 72, all the way through the 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then 10s. And then it'll lead us to the last week of December where we cover a movie from 2022. Uh, I'm not sure what, what year this week is or when this episode will exactly release. So I, I can't promise that. But I know we will have already had a Star Wars live commentary for the year 1977. So if you're fucking with this episode, go and check that out. Me and Joe uh, talk over the entirety of Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, uh, which is which is just a lot of fun. That was a, that was a fun Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, if you would, uh, remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise the mayor's majordomo. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.